Hello, everybody. Welcome to another beautiful episode of The Morale Booster with John Ugulu. Before we get started, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year in advance, filled with health, wealth, and success. So we have a guest today all the way from California. Am I right? You are correct. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So if you can hear me out there, if you're listening to this program right now and you can hear me, I want you to please type your name and your current city in the comment section. That way we would know we are not talking to ourselves. And before I introduce the guest, I want to remind everybody watching this program to please remember to share this broadcast, share this video, this message, like and share it, because you might just be saving the life of that one person who has been waiting for a lifetime to hear this message. Thank you. So today, our guest all the way from California, he, his 20-year track record of sales impacts ranges from hundreds of startups to companies like Salesforce, Box, and SurveyMonkey. He is trusted by the fastest growing companies in the world and is recognized worldwide as a best-selling author, as well as an award-winning speaker and a trainer. He is so passionate about growing individuals and teams to create successful companies. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you all to help me welcome to the stage this amazing entrepreneur. His name is Hilmon Sorry. Hilmon, wow. thank you for joining me on the program. Thank you, John. It's an honor and a privilege, and I wish I could take you with me everywhere I go. If I had that kind of introduction everywhere I showed up, crowds would be applauding before I even spoke. Thanks, man. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm happy to be on the podcast. Thank you so much, Hilmon. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and uh, Merry Christmas to you, Year in advance. your audience. Thank you very much. All right. My pleasure. So, Hilmon, today we're going to be asking you some certain questions that might eventually end up being a source of motivation for a lot of people out there. Because, you know, in times like this, we need people who have been through um, turbulence, people who have been through it all and still standing. So your advice, your communication, and your nugget for today will definitely resonate with one person. So can you please tell us what motivated you to become an entrepreneur? Wow. Now, now, now you're going back in time. So if I, if I hop <laughs> on the time machine and think about the motivation, you know, for, for a lot of people, the motivation is that they've worked somewhere and they're kind of disgruntled and they kind of feel as though, well, I could just do it myself. And you know, so they hop out of the workforce and they decide to become an entrepreneur. I'll tell you this, when I was about six years old, I remember, have you ever played backgammon before? No. Okay, well, backgammon, board game, it comes usually in a nice little leather box that looks like a briefcase. And it's about the size of what a briefcase would look like if five and six year olds had briefcases. So I used to empty out that game. I didn't even know how to play it. I probably didn't even know how to spell it at the time. I would empty out that game. I would go to my father's desk where he had those yellow legal pads, you know, where he would take notes and things like that. I would rip off some of those pieces right. of paper and I'd stick them into that backgammon game and I would walk around the house from room to room as though I was going to my meetings. 
That's oh. how early I knew that I had this energy, this drive, this compulsion to become an entrepreneur. And truthfully, right. from that point forward, ever since I remember the first formal company I started, I was nine years old, I was shoveling snow. By the time I was a teenager, I was mowing lawns in the neighborhood. I've always been an entrepreneur. The other reason though, I'll tell you, is that I'm a terrible employee. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm actually gonna succeed in life. I can't work for other people because they won't have me. Right, 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 right. <laughs> That's that's a good one. <laughs> I like that. You know, so you know, typically a lot of people think that they need to go an extra mile to be able to identify that calling in them, that entrepreneurship calling in them. Yeah. But you know, as a child, you quickly realize that there are certain things that typically propel you towards that journey you will eventually end up in. But it takes that wisdom to be able to listen. That's why sometimes they tell you, you need to reconnect, realign with your childhood because that's where the whole thing started from. You know, anything that you, you know, anything that you envisioned while you were a child was already finished. But as long as, you know, while we were now getting into school and, meeting people, those visions, those dreams gradually died. So it takes, it takes one to reconnect with their childhood vision to be able to step into their calling. Thank you so much for that. So why did you choose your current line of business? Well, you know, it's interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback on what you just said because I want to add something to that. Um, I, I think you and I are of like mindset and we've had the opportunity you know, to work together with Les Brown and, and get some exposure to some things uh, that I think we all have in common. And one thing I want to underscore about what you said is that before the world tells us who we are supposed to be, right. there is, I do believe, something innate that has defined who we might become, right? right. To your point, when you get exposure, when you get when you when you have failures, when you have tribulations, when you go through a path where people say that these are the things that define success in this economy or in this society, or because you're a man or a woman or ethnic backgrounds or religious beliefs, whatever it might be, none of these things are real. These are all right. things that are foisted upon humans by other human beings, right? I do believe that there's something innate, and I completely agree with you that what it takes as you become an adult is getting back to center and finding a way to identify with that and to allow it to flourish, to explore right. it a little bit, right? On right. your own, that does take intentionality. I agree with that completely. So, so your question was, what drove me into the space that I'm in right now, which is right. as an author, which is as a speaker, which is as you know, someone running a global company that works with companies that are, that are uh, you know, I, I believe changing the world um, from the vantage point of technology. It goes back to that. If you look, I read this great book. It's called Getting Past Okay. I can't remember the author. And there is one chapter in the very end which talks about how you go about identifying your quote unquote life's purpose, your right. life's And it sounds so um, overwhelming to think like, oh my gosh, first of all, my life has a purpose. And oh my gosh, I don't even know what that purpose is. What am I doing every day, right? It sounds very overwhelming. Well, the person right. who wrote the book actually is a technologist who worked for Microsoft and was an early employee at Microsoft. So he decided to deconstruct this in the way that an engineer would. How you go about figuring this out? You know what he came up with, John? He no. said, think about the things that you derive energy from. If you yeah. think about the things in your past that you're proud of, 
Maybe you gave a talk. Maybe you were an athlete and you wanted something. Maybe you helped somebody else out. What are the things that you have found interesting through your life that you have just been satisfied by, aside from compensation, aside from accolades, but just personally, that have driven you to feel as though you're a successful person or the things that you would identify in that column of things that you would call goals that have been achieved? And then right. look into those and find what is the common denominator. Well, I had the benefit of reading this book about 15 years ago. And everything that I identified fell into the column of helping others grow, of teaching and training people, and not just sharing what, what limited wisdom I might have, but going out into this giant corpus of intelligence that goes you know, all the way back to Greek philosophers and all the way through to people who you, know, you meet on the street every day, right? And right. taking those nuggets and then trying to form them into something that you could apply to your life. And that's what I get passion from. So I don't feel... I am one of those fortunate people today, you know, knock on wood, who does not believe that I wake up and go to work every day. I wake up and do what I love. And it right. took some crafting to get there. You know what I mean? There were certainly right. jobs I had that I hated because I had to pay the bills. You know what yeah. I mean? But if yeah. you keep your eye, to, to use that phrase, if you keep your eye on the prize, and if you keep realizing what is the thing that you enjoy, and you do that thing that you enjoy regardless of compensation, it suddenly comes to you, and there's a life to be made from it. That's what I found personally, and that's what I found in people that I coach. I, I love that. You know, you made mention about thinking about the things you derive energy from. Yes. You know, which means passion is a major drive. Absolutely. You know, things that you know that when you wake up every day, you are always looking forward to it. Because there are so many people who are currently working and when they wake up that frustration is always there yeah and they know that they have the abilities the skills required to set up something that they love but they still they still hold themselves back because of limiting beliefs i know while you were transitioning into entrepreneurship you had some limiting beliefs as well can you please share with us what challenges you encountered before you finally made that leap? <laughs> well, I may have been one of those who made that leap prematurely and failed. Oh, I, okay. I, I, was, I, I was not one who kind of stuck around and was like, let me wait this out and let me see and go try it. I was the one that was like, I'm just going to try it and then fell flat on my face and then had to go back to the workplace and then try right. it again, fell, you know, maybe on my knees this time and then had to go back to work. <laughs> try it again. You know what I mean? Every, and this is, this is something that's really important, particularly for people, regardless of whether you want to be an entrepreneur, whatever it is that I believe you want to succeed at in life, you have right. to look at this idea of failure as part of the process. There are lots of forms of compensation. One is compensation. One is learning a lesson. Right. Yes. So don't repeat that. And you're able to move forward. If you look at some of the people who we consider so successful today. Well, you know what? I mean, even Michael Jordan says, you think about all these game winning shots I made. You forget about the thousands I missed. You know what I right. mean? Here's the thing. You took the shot. You know what I mean? Yes. And you get to a certain point where you realize failure does not define you. Instead, it becomes something that helps enable you to become successful. So I'll tell you this. My my struggles, when I come to realize now the things, and you, you still have struggles today, right? The struggles exist between your ears. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that old story about which which do you allow to exist? You know, the wolf of, of, of dissatisfaction, the wolf of regret, of worry, of concern, of less than, of fear, or the wolf of success 
and goal orientation and drive and persistence, right? It's like which one are you, which one which one exists? It's the one that you feed, right? Right. right. So you have to have some sort of a practice and you have to have some sort of a definition around how you go about every day waking up to ensure that you're feeding the right sense of self to allow yourself to be successful. I believe that. And there are, you know, there are myriad ways to do that. There are some people who wake up and meditate. There are some people who wake up and pray. There are some people who wake up and jog. There are some people who wake up and paint. You know, I could go on and on and on. You have to figure out what that is for you, where you right. find your center. I think that right. what is universally true is that you have to know how to find your center, whatever that thing is, right? Maybe it's baking, right? Maybe it's hugging your kid, who knows, right? You come right. up with what that thing might be. But here's the right. thing. When passion meets imagination, which meets that, that, cons that, that kind of plan, then the sky's the limit. And here's what I used to do. Here's what I'd love to tell people who are actually in a job and they're thinking to themselves, they got one foot in and they got one foot out and they're thinking, you know, I could be running a business or I feel called to do this or everybody tells me that I bake the best cookies they've ever tasted and that I should go start a company, but yet I got to pay the rent. Here's what I began to do. And this is why I was a terrible employee, but it actually served me, okay? <laughs> Any job I ever had, I never said I'm going to my job or, hey, I've got this boss. The way I looked at it was I'm running Hillman Inc. So I'm going to Hillman Inc. today because I'm learning how to sell to a customer. Right. I'm learning how to manage people. I'm learning how to do accounting. I'm learning how to program. Whatever it might be that you do in your job, it is for your company as right. well as the benefit you're offering to, to the rest of the world in, in the work that you're doing. And if you have that mindset, instead of, oh my gosh, I got to show up and see these people again. Oh, that fool's going to come over and say something to me. It's going to make me mad at the water cooler. Nobody goes to a water cooler now because we're all sitting at home. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I guess that's a privilege for some folks. But it's all about your perspective. Which wolf right. are you feeding, right? That's true. That's correct. You're, you're very correct about that. And you, you actually dropped a lot of nuggets here. You know. You said at least you tried and you failed. Yes. So which means that is part of the process, action, taking action. Because you having dreams and having visions without taking any form of action, that's failure on its own. Yeah. But failure doesn't define you. The ability for you to take that risk, fail, and rise up. That's what matters. Les Brown said, some people are, in, you know, you have different categories. You have winners, you have losers, and you have those who haven't learned how to win, which means for you to become a winner, you will definitely have to fail a few times before you can learn that. So I, I like what you said about you trying at least. And you said failure is part of the process. Yes. Failure doesn't define you. You must have some sort of direction, definition. Yes. So that when that failure comes, the, 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 the main purpose for you starting at, you know, at the beginning is what will keep you going. And you also said something about when passion meets imagination. The sky is the limit. You need to write that down. That's a quote. <laughs> so I'll repeat it for you. If you're listening, that's a beautiful quote. When passion meets imagination, the sky is the limit. I love all these nuggets. And this definitely, I know it resonates with somebody out there. 
So if you are listening to us and you can hear us, please type your name and the city you're listening from. We still have our guest all the way from California, Hill Monsori. And please remember to share this message. Share this, like and share it, because you might just be saving the life of that one person who has been waiting for a lifetime to hear this message. So, um, Hilmon, that takes me to the next um, question. Now, with the paradigm shift caused by the pandemic, mm. how do you intend to use your calling, your talent, to help people get up? to help people take that action that they need in their life? Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I appreciate the question. And I think that in my profession, what's interesting, I work a lot with building uh, startups and working with entrepreneurs and innovators to help bring their products to market and, and build both individuals as well as companies. And right. I'm often on the sales side of that equation, on the revenue side of that equation. And one thing I've been telling people, a lot of folks have been asking me to write articles or to speak in 2021 with, or with respect to what's going to change in 2021. Right. And here's the thing, <clears throat> change is constant, right? right? And this, I, I don't mean this to in any way belittle the tragedy that is befalling the entire world. Right. And in the same breath, I'll say that it's not the first time, right? And that everyone is being met with their own specific individual tragedy, whether that is a family member who happens to be ill regardless of COVID, if it's a job change, if it's an economic, a personal economic situation, if it's a change in uh, you know, relationship status for individuals. Right. The human condition is to constantly confront change and we go through this roller coaster of life which has its peaks and valleys, right? Right. And what's key is to develop a sense of resilience. And what I've found both for clients as well as for in my personal life is that that resilience comes from controlling what you can control and being intentional about that which you cannot control and trying to understand it from the vantage point of today, I'm going to do this. I can't look toward the end of the year and whether or not this is going to mean something for me economically or whether or not this is going to mean something for my job or whether or not this is going to mean something for my family and my relationship. What I can control is this today, which is that I'm healthy today, that I woke up today, that I'm capable of helping someone else today, that, I, you know, that I've got a roof over my head and food to eat. And, and if I don't, maybe I've got a plan for how that's going to happen. But right. the more we, there's that saying, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one small bite at a time. Poor right. elephant. Every time you say that, I feel badly about the elephant. <laughs> a better analogy. But, you know, <laughs> you have to be able to look at your life from the lens of what you can control in the moment that you're given. Because in reality, we can't do anything about the past. We cannot right. do anything about the future. All we have is this moment. And so when you break things down into the moment and you're able to, to the degree that you can, invest all that you are into that moment, then you string a series of moments together into something that becomes pretty impressive and pretty successful. Right. That's, that's my worldview. And so with clients, you know, I had a lot of clients who in February were saying, oh my gosh, you know, my, my whole team is now working from home. I don't know what to do. I had a plan to be selling XYZ worth of, worth of uh, you know, my product. And now that is entirely shifted and you got to move with it. And the right. conversation was, okay, so, so what are we going to do today? <laughs> right? And right, the next right, right. what are you going to do today? And then at the right. end of the week, I looked back and I said, 
So what did you get done this week? And the more you're able to string together this opportunity to look at what you've done and realize, wow, I have more power than I thought I had, then the more confidence you get to be able to move forward into that next step. And I think that's that's one last thing that I'll say here that I know I've meandered a little bit in this, this piece here, but one thing that is so important is for every individual to take pause, whether it's at the end of the day, in the morning, or in the in, in at the end of a week, but just some periodic frequency, which is pretty short, and to kind of applaud yourself for what you got through. Even if all you did was you got on, you walked around the block. Well, you know what? Somebody else didn't. Good for right. you to get some fresh air today. Even right. if you called a friend and said, hey, John, you know, I'm just thinking about you today. I want you to know that I haven't seen you in person for a year, but I was thinking about your smile and it lit me up today. That's something you can do. And again, little things add up to really big, really, really big impact in someone's life, in my opinion. All right. That's a great one. I love that. You know, you said change is constant. And, you know, there is a quote by Heraclitus that says the only constant in life is change. Yes, right. change is constant. Control what you can control. That's another nugget from Hillman. He says, control what you can control. We cannot do anything about the past. If you can hear what I'm saying, these are all nuggets from Hillman. We cannot do anything about the past. I mean, about the past. So what he says is that you should pause and always applaud yourself every day gratitude show gratitude yes because that is paramount am i right hillmond absolutely absolutely awesome awesome so if you're still listening to the program please like and share this video you might be saving the life of that one person who has been waiting for a lifetime to hear this message so hillmond thank you so much for these nuggets i want to go to the next question and that one i hold so dear to my heart you know, we are going through perilous times right now. Yes. A lot of people have lost loved ones. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Mm. And so many businesses have ceased to exist right now. I know you are not a therapist, <laughs> but what's your advice for those people who are going through these predicaments, like they've lost loved ones or they've lost their jobs? Well, first of all, I, I know some of these people um, and my heart goes out to them. And I, I will tell you this, you know, it's a difficult question to answer. Right. And my, my answer might be different than, than what a lot of people will say. I think that right. a lot of people, and, and it bothers me a little bit, the folks who fall into the category of, you know, motivational speaker, right? It's just, just get, pull yourself back up, go do it. Man, I, I've been at places in my life that just felt overwhelming. Right. And um, I, I've been in situations, some, some you know, self-imposed and others imposed by external events where I just felt like I just don't know what's going to happen next. And what I did not do that you know, th this version of me would look back and, and say, you know, you should have done this is I didn't pause to grieve and to just feel as though, you know what, it's okay for me to feel a little helpless. It's okay for me to feel small in this universe. It's right. okay to cry. It's okay to ask for help. 
there's so much of this just particularly in you know the, the u.s society of just you know just buck up pull yourself up get back together pat yourself on the back fall down get up run you know that's that's great. And, and there's a place for that, you know, but there are also pages of grief that if you don't process, you'll end up right back where you were. Yes. So I encourage people, you know, in that same way that I said that, you know, people wake up in different ways and some people pray and some people meditate and some people, you know, we could go through this list. Right. I think that what's important is to take the opportunity to kind of self-assess Right. And, and to figure out where you are, you know what I mean? And, and to get your legs back slowly but surely. And again, one of the things that has been beneficial to me, I, I remember this specific exercise, and maybe this can help somebody. I took a notebook and I just wrote down every single little thing that I was grateful for. And it could be that somebody, I remember, I'll never forget this. I was, I was on an L platform in Chicago, the elevated train in Chicago. And I remember being in, uh, it was a blizzard. The train was not coming. And this little old woman walked by me and she goes, boy, you need a hat on your head. And she reached into her bag. I was about 17 years old. She reached into her bag and she handed me this knit hat. I don't know where this hat came from. I don't know why she happened to have a hat in her bag, but it reminded me of my mother. That's something she would have said. And right. she, she didn't just hand it to me. She had me lean over in that way that like a mom does. And she pulled yeah. me down on my head and then she patted me on the head and she kept walking. You know, when you realize that there have been things in your life that you may have even ignored right. that were little winks from the universe that, hey, like, I got you. It's okay. Right. <laughs> You're freezing. Right. There's no train. It's all right. Here's a hat. You know what I mean? Right. You're hungry. Oh, wow. Somebody offered you a muffin. Like, you know what I mean? There's just there's so many things that it can be hard for us to see have truly blessed us and been beautiful in our lives. Right. That when you're in your darkest, looking to those can shed some light and help you to incrementally move out of it. But the thing, I mean, I do have to say that racing out of it, I don't think is, is the way to go. I think right. that, I think that that nulls that, that um, what is the word I'm looking for? It dulls the human spirit. It gets us to a place where we don't have an appreciation for each other, a love for each other, a passion or compassion for each other's existence in the world. When all we're doing is just hustling, hustling, hustling to the next thing. The hustle yeah, culture does, does terrible service to the idea of humanity. And again, the, the constant change is constant, but appreciating each season, I think is vital. Right, right. Thank you so much for that. You know, you you said something about being okay to grieve. Yes. You also made mention about seeking help when and where help is needed. We understand so many people have been impacted one way or the other. But it's okay to also understand that for those who have lost loved ones, those people are in a, you know, if, if, if your relative or friend has transitioned, that person is no longer on earth. That person is in a better place. That person is in a place that is free from stress, a place that is free from all the hustles. And that person will be more happy and more at peace when they know that you understand that they are in a better place. 
they will be more at peace when they know that you are not going to hurt yourself. They will be more happy when they know that you are going to immortalize their names. You could start a, a non-profit with their names. You could use their names to do things that can outlive them. You know, they say, live full and die empty. Because every human being was conceived in the womb and will one day end up in the tomb. But what happens in between the womb and the tomb is what truly matters. So while they are in the tomb, while they are resting in a place where they feel no pain, all you need to do with your own life now is to make sure you make the best out of your own life by being that good ambassador, by being that good person, by helping people around you, immortalizing the names of the dead, doing good things. I know it's not easy, but it's okay to grieve and it's okay to seek help when and where help is needed. Am I right, Hilmon? You are correct, sir. Awesome. That's great. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that. So um, now I want, to, I want to ask you the next question about your business. Sure. Do you work with startups? Do you work with, do you have a selected category of people that you work with? Do you have any coaching programs for those who want to become entrepreneurs, who want to become speakers, authors? Do you have any programs for them? You know, that, that's a great question. Maybe, maybe I'll add that to my list for 2021. <laughs> I, I do not. Um, although I, I will say this, I'm happy to talk to anybody who, who is interested in that path. You know, in, in this kind of a vein, I'm, I'm happy to uh, shed what, what wisdom I have in that respect. Uh, my company is threefold. So Closed Loop is a management consulting, training, and enablement organization that works with scale-up companies and startups to help them grow revenue basically, and help them to develop sales teams and everything that is involved in what we call go-to-market, which is, you know, taking your product out of, out of your out of your space and into somebody else's where they buy it. Right. And we work with companies that range from a couple folks in a garage who've come up with an idea and, and they've gotten somebody who's given them some money and said, hey, why don't you try this, make a go of it, you know, in the startup community, all the way up through some of those folks that you mentioned, like Salesforce, SurveyMonkey, Box, you know, we right. Lenovo and, and other companies. Um, so that's that's closed loop. Then there's closed loop university. Closed loop university is actually our on-demand sales training portal for B2B for folks who are in business to business sales. And okay. that's closedloopuniversity.com. And uh, there you can go and you can purchase courses on your own and learn about our methodologies and the things that we use in these larger companies for them to become successful. And you can pick this up on your own and either develop your own company or become more successful in your own capacity at your or own organization. And then finally, we have uh, Closed Loop Capital. Closed Loop Capital is our accelerator where we invest in startup companies uh, with an idea towards venture capital and helping them grow. We also provide technical assistance to them in our wheel of expertise with respect to go-to-market and uh, sales functionality. But those are the three spaces within Closed Loop. And then obviously I do some speaking and, and we've written eight books thus far in, in the wow. sales. And we've got, wow. I think, four more coming next year. <laughs> wow, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. I, I, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm just working on my first one, and it's taking forever, you know. The first so. one's the hardest. The first one's the hardest, for sure. <laughs> right. Once you get that one done, the others will soon follow. 
Yes, yes. You know, you know. Thank you. You, you've, you've, you've uh, really put some hope out there. I know your business is a niche that is required. I know there's someone out there right now who needs your service. So if they want to reach out to you, how can they contact you? On what social media platforms do you, you know, are you currently very active? I'm active on LinkedIn as Hillman Sori, and I'm active on Twitter. At, uh, uh, what do you call it? A Twitter, Twitter handle is at right. Hillman Sori. That's right. Those two are the oh. best places to find me. And, and I'm highly responsive. I respond to everybody. Okay, that's great. So if you're still listening to the program, you can search him on Twitter and LinkedIn using his name, Hillman Sori. That's, you know, it's currently being displayed on the screen. And do you have a website where you want people to look you out on? Sure. You're, you're welcome to go to my company website, with this, which is closedloop.com, C-L-O-Z-E-L-O-O-P.com. There it is on the screen. Awesome. And you can learn more about what we do. There's also uh, the, our bookstore is attached to that, and you can find all of our books there as well. Oh, okay. That's great. I love that. So, Hilma, <clears throat> I want you to drop a last you know, nugget for the listeners out there. Uh-oh. In particular, it should be for those people who are still contemplating on stepping into their greatness. Those people who know they have some skills, but are still finding it difficult to make that move. What, what are your last words for them? <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know if this is attributed to, to this individual, but I saw a meme on, I want to say it was LinkedIn, it may have been on Facebook, which was of Will Smith. And Will Smith said something like, you know, if you're scared to do it, then you know what? Do it scared. <laughs> and I loved that. I thought that made a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, there's, there's something that you have to offer and the, the world will benefit from it. And the longer that you stall or the more you procrastinate, the, the less service you're doing to the rest of us who could benefit from whatever it is that you, you, you have to bring into the world. So I look forward to hearing from your audience and seeing some things that they're working on and being able to support individuals in any way that I can. And again, I have greatly appreciated uh, being on your program, John. I can't hear you. Thank you so much, um, Hilmon. Now, for those of you still listening to the program, Remember, like and share this message because someone out there needs to hear this. You might just be saving the life of that one person who has been waiting for a lifetime to hear this message. Now, I want you all to always find time to go back to these tapes, these videos, these messages. If it doesn't resonate with you today, it will definitely resonate with you tomorrow. Everything in life is a cliche. But it is whenever that cliche resonates with your status that matters. Now, this message is for that person, you who's currently looking at me, who knows you have a passion, you have a, you know, a skill, you have something of value that the world needs, but you're currently procrastinating due to limiting beliefs. I want you to know that this is your time. I want you to step into your greatness. Because Les Brown say, if your why is 
big enough, you will find your how. You probably are thinking you don't have everything figured out. There's never going to be a right time for you to get started. The time will never be right. You just have to get started. And when you get started, things will start falling into place. Don't let anything scare you. Greg Reed said, a dream written down with timelines becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. A plan backed with action makes your dreams come true. This is your time. You are special. You've got greatness in you. So thank you. And I know that today is the first day of the rest of your life. So thank you so much, Hilmon. Thank uh, you. When next I call you to come on the program to share some nuggets, you will do so. I'm happy to do so. This has been great. I appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for listening. And please feel free to leave your comments and reach out to Hillmon whenever you feel the time is right. But please remember, do. the time will never be right. You just have to make that move. and get Today, started. do it now. <laughs> right. Happy holiday, everybody. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Jerry.